Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. on Herwood Community Radio. Uh, a nice little different intro there today, a more musical one from Pitch Perfect, because we are going to be talking about musicals this evening. So I'm joined once again, second week on the trot, by both Andrew and Alex. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. 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 <laughs> uh, Alex is super excited oh, about yes. doing musicals, because <laughs> <laughs> you love musicals secretly. Oh, secretly, secretly, sure. He loves yes. his Disney, so I yeah. must like musicals in some way. Yeah, that, Disney are, but I'm That's I'm a question that. I'm bringing up, yeah, about Disney and whether they actually count as musicals. Because, I think they count as musicals, but yeah. we're going to do that in two weeks' time. Oh, is, okay. So we'll do Disney <laughs> well, in two well, weeks. I'll, I'll come back later. Um, which is good. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, the tea of the week today is The Flash. A flash T-shirt that was a uh, lovely, wonderful gift from my children for Father's Day via my wife. So um, check that out. It's just been posted on the Facebook and on the Twitter as well. Um, I watched uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Did you say I also watched Dunkirk as well. <laughs> oh, so okay. um, I haven't done reviews for those yet. I've just been super busy. So I will get reviews done for those and posted on the Facebook. But okay. um, one fantastic film, one not so fantastic film. I'll let you I'm decide. Sorry. I think I can guess which which one let, that I'll, will be. I'll let I'm, you decide which one is which. I'm really um, hoping you're not swinging in the uh, like everyone else's direction and saying uh, going with the critics' choice on that. Mm, nah, uh, maybe, mm. maybe, mm. but uh, but you know, it, <laughs> it, 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 personal opinion. But yes, um, so I have watched those and I will do those and put those on the uh, on the Facebook page and on the Twitter page. So Facebook is FTV Show and the Twitter is at the FTV Show. So we're going to kick off this week's musicals with a uh, a lovely number here from uh, an old classic musical film. <laughs> Feed me all night long That's right, boy You can do it Feed me Seymour Feed me all night long <laughs> Cause if you feed me Seymour I can grow up big and strong You like a Cadillac cop On a gas shot on jackpot How about a date with Hedy Lamar You're gonna get it If you want me, baby How'd you like to be a big wheel Dining out for every meal I'm the plan to make it all real You're gonna get it Hey, I 
I'm your genie, I'm your friend, I'm your winning slave. Take a chance, give me in. You know the kind of eats, the kind of red hot drinks, the kind of sticky licky sweets I crave. Come on, Zemo, don't be a putz. Trust me in your life, but surely right will keep touch. Sure, little Michigan boy, what got some guts and you get it? Absolutely great track that from uh, Little House, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. Love yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. Rick Moranis is amazing in that. <laughs> amazing. Um, we'll start with Little Shop of Horrors. I've seen yeah, it. So Andrew, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> it's it is it is an absolutely cracking film. Nineteen eighty six. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's nineteen eighty six. Yeah, it's got Rick Moranis. I didn't realise, but it's got Bill Murray, John Candy, mm-hmm. Jim Belushi. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a, a, good, a hell yeah, of a cast. Good cast. Yeah. Hell of a cast, and mm. it reminds me. It reminds me a little bit. I mean, of Rocky Horror Show. Yes. Only slightly. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah. It's kind of got. It's more tongue in cheek, more, more kind of jokey, jokey. But it's got that stage look as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially especially the shop. Because mm. I, that, I mean, he just looks like an absolute stage. Just looks like mm. a stage, and you just think oh, the ending, especially, is, uh, yeah, as well. Like with the the house and the white fence. Did you actually? Um, I don't know if you knew this, but the original uh, ending for that is actually the the plant wins. The plant takes over the entire planet. I did see that. Yes. Yeah, yeah then, I did uh, see that. Uh, I think it went down really badly with like test audiences, so they completely changed it. <laughs> yeah, so it had a happy. Ending. I think it, they probably got lost at the fact that he was a a, a green space plant from <laughs> yeah from a different planet. I think they kind of lost them there. But I thought it was brilliant. I thought mm. it was. I'm lost. So yeah. <laughs> so ba- basically, it's about it's about <laughs> it's about um, 
these two people that work in a they work in a plant shop basically. Right. Um, you've got Rick Moranis, and then you've got Ellen. <laughs> Ellen Green, who plays Audrey. I had to just check my notes. <laughs> yeah. um, and they, they basically, times are a bit tough. And she recommends that he puts this really fancy plant that he's, he's bought from a Chinese market under a full moon, right. which is what he says to try and sell it, <laughs> um, whether that's actually true, to put that in the front window. And yeah. it's a Venus flytrap. Right. But it's not really growing as much. No. It's kind of just I think he has real there. problems uh, actually getting it to grow and everything. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Until, something else. Uh, there, but I, I'll quickly move on. <laughs> keep it clean. Yeah, sorry, keep it yeah, clean. Sorry. <laughs> Pre-watershed. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But somehow he ends up cutting his uh, finger on, I think, like a pair of garden uh, gardening shoes. Yeah, and he drips the blood on it and it starts... Uh, and it starts to uh, grow. It starts to grow. And right. Basically, he has to keep feeding it blood, so he has to keep killing people and killing customers to, to it, feed that it. That makes total sense. It Absolutely. It just yeah. grows out of proportion, so it's like huge... And then it starts talking, and then obviously... Is, is this the, the clip that I saw, the gif that you posted on your Twitter account today? Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, yes. we're post- talking about musicals. Why is there this giant, like, prosthetic plant thing? Absolutely. Like, I, I had no idea what you're talking about. So. Absolutely, okay, well, yeah. There it you was, go. Um, it, yeah, it's a prosthetic Venus flytrap, but yeah, it's, the, <laughs> it, it, it's called Audrey 2, because he, he decides to name it after Audrey, because it was her name. Of course. Mm. Uh, and he calls it Audrey 2. So, yep. you know, as, as you Sounds do. sensible, yeah. And uh, it, 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 things just get out of hand a little bit. You've got a psycho dentist. You've got a, 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 a psycho, yeah. that, an absolute nutcase, um, who I believe is played by, is it Bill Murray or Jim Belushi? What, One, the dentist? No, not the dentist. The, the psycho guy that goes to the dentist to have a, to have a, a, a slow, smooth root canal. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's got what? he's got a penchant for pain. Oh, okay. Um, so he, he he likes the he likes the pain stuff. So he he kind of goes goes. Seems to have a that. very deep story for a musical. <laughs> I'm quite impressed. It, it's there are some absolutely cracking original songs in it. Yeah. But I chose mm. that one specifically because I thought it was quite. It's iconic. It is an iconic yeah. song, absolutely. Right. Um, I mean, I could have gone with Skid Row, Downtown <laughs> Skid Row. That's quite a good song. Quite like that. Um, uh, the uh, the Green something. I can't remember. It's been so there's, many years yeah, since I've seen it. Last. There's quite, there is quite a few, quite a few songs. It's, mm. it's brilliant. I mean, it's not the best dialogue and it's not the best production. Well, mu- musicals often aren't, but especially from that kind of era, I yeah. expect you know. Well, if you want to talk about ones that that, that have pretty abysmal um, kind of production value, production value, I suppose it's the the Rocky Horror Show. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think I, I read somewhere that you can judge someone. You can judge someone's personality by where they know Tim Curry from. Yeah. And it has to be, for me, it has to be <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I think he's absolutely amazing. Mine's uh, completely different. Is it? What's yours? <laughs> um, it was the uh, live action Three Musketeers. He okay. plays the uh, the evil cardinal. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. That's, okay. That's still one of my childhood favorites. I've got it on my uh, iPod. <laughs> Why not? If you can, that's you amazing. know. Yeah, I've got some. You still have an iPod? Or my, <laughs> well, my iPhone, iPhone. They've, ju- they've just pulled. They've just they pulled uh, iPod Nanos and iPod Shuffles. They're no longer producing them. Wow. Yeah, there yeah. They're literally just iPhones and the, the kids iPod of today Touch. will never know what they were. They won't even know about a Walkman. <laughs> no. Let alone a VHS tape. Putting a CD player in your blazer pocket at school. Wow. <laughs> or sticking the tape in to, to record off the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Trying not to get the the guys oh, talking, but that's amazing. But yeah, no, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is um, the production is pants. Yeah, let's mm. be honest, it is pants. But 
it's probably one of the most iconic musicals behind some of the more obvious ones, which we'll talk about in a while. Mm. Um, Massive cult following even absolutely, today. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, strong. it had a remake, didn't it, with the um, with the transsexual from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Okay. That was that was about two years ago, I believe. Mm. Um, nowhere near as good as the original. I sat and no, watched, no. and I was like, "It's okay." But it's probably hard to remake something like that. You, that's you so can't. iconic because it, you know, like you say, because of the poor production value. You know that you, you can't remake that because you're inevitably going to try and make it better when actually it's iconic because it's the way it is. Absolutely. You know, I think I think the problem is that they tried too hard to redo it. When they should have mm-hmm. just kind of left it because it's one of those films, like you say, Andrew, where it's iconic because it's shoddy. Yeah. But the writing is spectacular. The dialogue is amazing. Mm. The delivery, I think, from every single one of the members of the cast is absolutely spot on. You, from every actor. You, you yeah. just you yeah. can't knock it. It was one of the first of its kind ever done with that sort of backdrop as well as kind of a Broadway musical. It was based, obviously, loosely on a, a film from a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, I think it was, like, 50s mm. or something. And it was... And they obviously redone it and brought mm. it up, up today in 1975. But it was absolutely immense. And, mm. I, and I think it was probably... They didn't realise it was going to be so good. I I I love the whole feel of it, though. I think the whole feel of it is, is great. The, the songs are perfect. Yeah. The thing is, going on uh, just a little tangent about remakes is... They're picking these really great films to try and remake, but the idea of a remake is to try and either do something better or put a new spin on it. And these great movies often end up with really poor remakes because of it, when they should be thinking about picking movies that didn't do so well, trying to implement new things on that and making it a success from the start. But they just keep trying to like cash in on all these remakes and... Yeah, it's just putting everyone off. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, going forwards in the future, if they don't start renaming things, like <laughs> when they did Total Recall, that was my my last straw. Yeah. I think for remakes and uh, RoboCop, especially. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to go with that. Yeah, I would. But I, I think you're, I think you're right in terms of any film that they're doing that. But specific, I think like with musicals, it's very difficult to to remake them mm-hmm. because you can't you can't y- redo the songs, can you? Because they're they're the songs they are yeah. you know people are going to be expecting those to be in there it's so like how, someone redoing Greece. yeah how much for, can you change it to you, like you know you, you can't you know once yeah, you get what's the point in a shot by shot remake because yeah. that's literally just the same movie again yeah and i think that's what it was they tried to do with with the remake of uh, rocky horror picture show but yeah. it was it it was disappointing but the original mm. is it still is one of my one of my all time favorite musicals mm. um it's one that i would absolutely love to see left alone <laughs> and I would like it to be digitally remastered I think yeah, and actually re-released cool. digitally remastered so that you can see it in say 4k that would yeah. be immense can you imagine just seeing mm. you know all of the colors and mm. the the flashes and the lightning and all of that would be amazing yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, an absolutely cracking film yeah cracking film um, right time for a little bit of music Street of a hard case that's 
Listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. It's just a jump to the left. With your hands on your hips. With voyeuristic intention Well secluded I see all With a bit of a mind flip You're into the time slip And nothing can ever be the same You're fixed out on sensation Like you're under
So a lovely iconic uh, song there from the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, as well as a lovely, amazing cover by Tom Cruise, who puts in a hell of a shift mm. from uh, from Rock of Ages, which is what we want to talk about next. Because um, I know that Alex really, really loves Rock of Ages. Um, and like me, he has the entire soundtrack on his phone. Yes. Um, yeah. One of the oh, few. guys. <laughs> guys. <laughs> Come on. Manly men. Yeah. It is, like, I'm, I'm just going to say it out loud. It is not a great movie. No. Um, there's some hammy acting. There is some questionable performances by some people. And, you know, some do better than others. But I, it, it's a guilty pleasure. I like rock music. Uh, oh, like It's yeah. one of my favorite genres of music. So, of course, it's uh, when they just pick the classics and do some interesting mashups as well and of course i'm going to love it. It, it it is an amazing film i mean for me it is it is a solid musical because there's literally not much dialogue and the dialogue is cheesy as hell anyway but you've got like tom cruise who plays stacy jacks he he literally nails axel mm. rose yeah. nails his his whole persona and his mannerisms um and then you've got <laughs> then you've got russell brand yeah, um, who plays Lonnie and Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin yeah. um, who say. plays Dennis, and they both co-own the Bourbon Bourbon Room. But <laughs> but Alec Baldwin has actually said that it is the worst film that he has ever done, and he does not ever want to be associated with it again. Well, I'm sorry to say, Alec, mm. you're on the credits, son. So yeah. he, you know, deal with it. It was a great film. I didn't think it was that bad. Like, the, obviously, there was a lot of. I don't. Well, it's based on a stage show, I think. Yeah. And um, I guess something got lost in the translation for the people that did go and see it on stage. But for for anyone just wanting to switch your brain off for like an hour or an, and a bit, it's, it's still a fun watch. You can laugh at the places where they're trying to be serious. The the story is completely predictable. Yeah, of course um, it is. But, <laughs> but, it, but, but what stage show isn't? But it's the music though. Yeah, the, it's the music that makes it. And I think, and you know, I'm a massive fan of eighties rock music. Love eighties rock music. Yeah, mm. and I think it is probably the epitome of of that. It picks most of the best songs that you can like think it, of. Like it says, it's uh, the rock of ages. And yeah, yeah, it's it's the it's it's. Yeah, I, I just want to say so on the tin. I, I just can't take Catherine Zeta Jones seriously yeah. when she when she's trying to be all this real uptight, you know, <laughs> stick up her backside chick. And but even then, it's like it's hammy and it's funny yeah, because yeah. even she's not taking it seriously. I, I think Alec Baldwin was probably the only one on set that might have been taking it super serious. Yeah, considering his character is probably one of the most laid back characters yeah. in the entire production. <laughs> it, it, yeah. But it was just so brilliantly amazing. I mean, the first time I watched it was on, uh, I think it was on like a a, a rent movie from uh, from Sky. Mm-hmm. You know, downloaded <laughs> it on On Demand or whatnot. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll give this a go. Rock of Ages. It's got rock music in it, blah, blah, blah. And I was expecting it to be like soundtrack, blah, not a musical. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then a couple of years later, I went with my wife to actually watch Rock of Ages live in London. And oh, yeah. It just blew me away. Yeah, like how alike the film and the stage musical is. There's not much difference, which is great right. because when they mess around with it and they change bits, you think, oh, you kind of ruined it there. But mm-hmm. they kind of stayed true to it, which is brilliant. And the film itself is just amazing. It's just <laughs> you can literally, like you say, say Alex, you can just switch off, just 
enjoy the rock music, enjoy the, the cheesy predictableness of the of the dialogue and the way in which the film goes. I love the end bit where you've got the feminists on the left hand side, and I will use the term feminists <laughs> um, because that's what they Housewives. are. <laughs> well, feminists. Well, yeah. uh, and on the right hand side, you've got all the you know all the the rock punk people, and they just kick into that. We're not going to take it. We built this city. Mm. Like and that is mixed perfectly, and I think it, it has the hallmarks of a great musical film. I think yeah. because it's got it's got an okayish story. It's got great music. It's got great ish acting. Is when you look at any sort of true conversion of uh, a stage show into a movie, like Chicago was probably one of the biggest ones. Yeah, uh, because it it did go through like a period of. Suddenly, all the stage shows were coming out on DVD and stuff, and uh, in the cinema. And even that, like, is to m- in in my aspect. I didn't enjoy Chicago. Uh, I went to see it live. No, I didn't. Uh, enjoyed it then, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I think something got it's a good show, like. m- mixed again. Uh, people loved the di- uh, loved the movie. Uh, not me personally. Some some musicals just don't convert to film particularly well. Yeah. Like they they just because of the nature of what the musical is it yeah. just doesn't suit film but and that's because it was never made to suit yeah, film it, it, it was, was made to suit to. the stage and you know there's, there's something that gets lost between the two mediums because they are so different like yeah. if you tried to put a film on a stage i think you're going to lose something that doesn't make it the quite ma- right the main reason i really didn't like chicago was because it took itself too seriously it I, wanted to be a movie but it also wanted to be a, like a musical and the reason I like Rock of Ages is because it really doesn't take itself seriously. Not one bit. <laughs> no, and you can tell by just the... Uh, there is an overall campness about about it, I think. Mm. I think, you mm. know, that's purely down to Dennis and, and, and Lonnie, I think. But there is an overall <laughs> campness about the film, which which makes it so laid fun. back, so fun. And, mm. and, and for a musical, it has to be fun. There has to be not much of a storyline, lots of... Fun ooh, and ooh, that, that's controversial. See, the the two musicals I really enjoy, which we might get onto later, are, are kind of the opposite of that. They've got quite a, like a deep story, and it's not really kind of name fun. names, name name names. Well, Lame is I think is fantastic. <laughs> I love that film. Ooh. I think it's brilliant. And like this is me me going into the cinema to watch it the first time, not thinking there was music in it, having never seen it, know, knowing <laughs> roughly the story, thinking there's music in it, but, it's but not thinking it's a film where they called... literally sing from start to finish. And yeah. then uh, I really enjoyed <laughs> La La Land as well. I actually really enjoyed that. So You know it's called Les Miserables, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, I think <laughs> that, it's great. That puts me off straight I away. I think it's brilliant. I, Absolutely I was, fantastic. I got into that cinema watching that movie with, <laughs> with my entire family. And after the first 10 minutes, I'm thinking... They're not stopping. Is well, that's what I thought when I first saw it because like, I'd never seen. It. I was like, "Oh, oh boy, yeah, they're they're really singing well, the the whole thing." There's literally no. I mean, there's like f- maybe five minutes in the entire film of of dialogue that's not singing, and even then, it's still kind of but half singing. But I really thing. enjoyed it. Here's the thing: I would listen to the soundtrack. I would never sit through that movie again. It is it's a long, super film. long, it's a long film. And Russell Crowe. <laughs> Like he that he is, tries his best, all right. He does. The, as the well only as part he can I enjoy do. is when he falls from that bridge oh. and you hear that crack. Oh, <laughs> and you harsh. just hope that it's a real crack. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no, I, I, I probably watched the first hour and then I just 
I was like, nah, I'm, I'm not doing this. And it's, that's, it's, uh, a, it's a very different kind of musical yeah. to the ones that you're oh. we talked about so far. Yeah, absolutely. Like, very different style. And the same and, with La La Land yeah. as well. I mean, it, it was built up and built up by critics. And I, I, mm. hands up, hated it. I pre- oh, for see, me, I prefer Manchester I, by the Sea. I watched, um, I, I saw it in the cinema with, with my wife, Claire, and... <laughs> We we saw the first song comes in that's kind of really cheesy and campy and I was like oh no because that that sort of musical like kind of uh, hairspray sort of thing just oh, but, but, I do, do, does not get me I don't let's don't not talk like about it. John Travolta in drag re, re, and I, I was like this is not what I was expecting when I saw it when I saw that first song but then the rest of it I thought was really good I thought the music was really good and I thought the storyline was good but if I'd been the director of of La Land I would have gone okay. What did that first song add to the film? Well, it completely threw the audience, uh, you know, coming from me, coming from not seeing it and Maybe not having a purpose. huge amount of it, you know, throwing the audience completely about what kind of style film this is going to be and then not really referencing it at all the rest of the film. So why have it? I would have cut that out completely and started after that song ends. And gone from there, because I don't think it added anything to the film. But maybe it was uh, intentionally put there by the director as a bit of like a, a shock wake-up moment where you just sort of, you, you get on edge. It was just so, and then was so different, because it, it got me on edge because I didn't like it. It's it the like, unexpected, this, isn't it? This yeah, isn't but, the kind of film that it has been built up to be. There are movies that jump straight think, into world wars. So. Well, yeah, but I know... But I was instantly thinking, oh, this is going to be like Hairspray. If it's like this for another ten minutes, I'm going to walk out, because it's mm. going to be terrible. But... You know, obviously it wasn't like that the rest of the film, but I, I really didn't think it added anything, and mm. I really thought you could have just cut that from the film. And that's what I told everyone who who I was going to see it. I was like, the first song, just ignore it, <laughs> like just just power through because it's not like the rest of the film. The rest of the film is much better. <laughs> I tried to do that like, with Les Mis. So. It didn't <laughs> stop. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I'll give La La Land his credit. It was it was an okay film. Uh, it's not. I think they. Kind I, of, I think it did get overhyped. I it, think you're it got right. massively overhyped, and I think yeah. that it, it, whilst it is, it is good for what it is. It very much is the epitome of a modern musical, where mm-hmm. it kind of takes high production. It, yeah, massively high production, and it takes away that that feeling of closeness from a mm. film, where you get like the yeah. likes of um, you know some of the some of the older ones, like the original Annie mm. or um, Wizard of Oz. Or the sound of music, you know the real, oh. the real closeness. But what what I what I really did enjoy about La La Land was a that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone did the singing. They didn't just have someone yeah. dub over the top and sing really well because there were points where you're like, well, they're not the best singers in the world, but actually it makes you feel a bit better about yourself because they're yeah. like, you know, they're singing just how they sing and that's good. Yeah, but they do come from like those sort of child star bits where they were trained to be singers and dancers yes and but they weren't they weren't the best singers in the world they weren't like you know they are musical singers that can walk into no. any musical in on broadway and they will get the star role because they weren't they weren't that good but equally i quite enjoyed some of the scenes that felt almost a throwback to something like um singing in the rain the kind yeah, of the, the dancing the style and you almost some of the scenes felt like they could have been on a stage Rather like the like the scene where yeah. they're dancing in uh, I don't know whether they're on the road back from the party or something yeah, and yeah. they're kind of dancing around and you felt like that could have been on a stage like without you know you could have taken them straight out cut them out and put them onto a stage and and it wouldn't it, have been any different yeah you wouldn't no, have no, noticed no. any different and absolutely the, so get I, it. I quite enjoyed those kind of that mixture of yes there was high production value but yes equally they they didn't kind of just dub out 
Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone's voices so that they sounded perfect. And then there was also a kind of throwback to some of the older style musicals. You know, yeah, I mean, they did. They did try to. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, they did try to to incorporate that, and you can see, like you say, in some of the scenes and mm. some of the songs and some of the routines, you can actually see that. And you're right, I mm. I did get kind of uh, a singing in the rain, Gene Kelly sort of yeah. feel yeah. about yeah. certain aspects of it, which it's, is great. It's but... got that sort of, um, you know, uh, like ruby glasses looking yes. back at at that era and yes, trying to absolutely. bring it up into the uh, into the present day, and. There is nothing wrong with the high production. That's that's nothing against any sort of movie that wants to have a high production. It's just saying that that's a very modern trend of like throwing as much money at it as possible yeah. to try and make it as uh, if I can speak uh, as successful as possible. Yeah, and I think that's what they did. I, I mean, I do think that they kind of threw a bit of money at it in the production, yeah. and you can see it was massively overproduced. Um, and I think that. They kind of went too far. If they'd have kind of tailed it back a little bit, it probably would have been a spectacular film. Um, mm. But it, 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 it's not one of my favourite films. It's not mm. one that kind of really fell into my my radar when thinking mm. about musicals. I mean, I'd, obviously I'd seen it, but I, I guess I'm just a lover of the older style yeah, musicals yeah. or, or mm. ones where it has a, a soundtrack that has come from the past, yeah, yeah, but has been brought into the future into uh, into a musical. Much like this, this next song okay. that we're going to go into.
You're listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S.
Alex is secretly oh. sitting there it's his favourite fake, movie ever putting a fake gun in his head <laughs> and <laughs> making the <laughs> no yes. yeah that is one of the worst musicals on the planet and they made two sequels they did they made a trilogy out of it yes yeah. they did and that's how is... Zac Alex Efron has got a poster money. above his bed I'm just, just saying that's right. damn it Troy why did you <laughs> why did you leave school <laughs> But that's kind of weird. No. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. That and you went road. to work at a golf club. Yeah, yeah. Which we which we were actually just talking about because we he didn't actually... focus on his education. Obviously, he didn't get his head in the game. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> we, we need to move we, on. We, we, we were watching. We'll, we'll just say we were watching during the the, the music. We were watching a, a thing called Bad Lip Reading of of High School Musical. Um, the song where they're playing basketball. Watch it. It's hilarious on YouTube. So funny. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it it, it is funny. I mean. I, it's a Disney film, but I thought because it's it is a musical, there's a lot more musical bits in it because it's a live action film. <laughs> yes. Than oh. than the original Disney's. And because if I kinda get it out of the way now, when we do Disney next time we can focus on the good Disney films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but <laughs> but in in fairness, it 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 is a bad they are a bad film. But some of the music is actually not that bad. I don't it's think. annoyingly catchy, I'll, it I'll is. give you that. And that that's that's the sign of a good song, really. Is it? If, yeah. if you're singing it the next is day, it, then... Or is it just repetitive words and yeah, <laughs> a but, really yeah, but, basic... Yeah, but you were just sitting there going, get your head in the game. Yeah. So you clearly because know no, it's yeah. catchy. It's embedded and they play it on TV around Christmas and I hate it's, it. No. It's, it's subliminal messaging. It's exactly. like, buy Disney, buy Disney, buy yeah. Disney. Yes, yes, absolutely. But it, it, is, it, is, it is a good film for children. Yes, and yes. correct. <laughs> well, it, it drew, there, there was that... Period when the first one came out, wasn't there? That the kids were going absolutely it was, nuts over it, and mm-hmm. they, yeah, it was I mean, like, it, it was the frozen of its time, or absolutely. whatever. You know, kind of absolutely nuts. Yeah, over it was. It. And then we got frozen. And then we got frozen, mm. and it just got worse. Yeah. To be fair, my kids actually love frozen, and I actually quite like it. I think it's nice that <clears> it's <throat> got two female leads mm. that basically like, well, we don't we don't need a man. Yeah. You know which. <laughs> Which is different you, from you everything else. You said that in a really kind of like, ooh, can't play. Like, <laughs> well, you know. You need a man. Well, I thought I'd throw, <laughs> throw it in there, you know. There's but nothing wrong with being a bit camp, Andy. No, there isn't. That's true. <laughs> no, you can't say that. Like that. That was interesting because, like you say, with Frozen, the original storyline was Elsa was going to be the villain. The, yeah. And mm. they they kind of ended up changing it to something completely different. And I think that was that, that saved that movie. I think, well, it didn't necessarily save it, but it made it a much better movie because of it. Yeah. But like, I think it would have been... Yes, it's another Disney movie. Yes, it's got good production value. Yes, the songs are good, but it's the same old story. Whereas yeah. actually, they made it something different by yeah, uh, not being the villain. So. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other song that we played as well, Mamma Mia. Oh, mm. oh no. T2. Mm. Oh. No, no. Honestly, no. I know it's a yeah. campus <laughs> Christmas film. My, my parents went to see this, and my mum uh, quite liked Piers Brosnan as James Bond. And she came out and was like, that was rubbish. Absolutely terrible. Piers Brosnan can't sing to save his life. There's so many big names in that movie. And, and it's I just, just awful. I just wonder how much they got paid. Well, <laughs> yeah, Colin, Thur, Colin Firth, Stellan Skarsgård, Christine Brinkley. Um, Piers Brosnan. Not Christine Brinkley, sorry. That's, that's Frank Lampard's wife. Christine Marinsky. <laughs> That's right, Christine Verinsky. Um, you had Julie Andrews. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Cooper. Yeah, yeah, Dominic Cooper. So many. Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah. Awful yep. film. Awful, awful Must film. Must have been one hell of a paycheck. <laughs> See, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was quite... It, it, it was what it was. It was It was the music of ABBA in musical. 
And it was yeah. it was okay, you know. I mean, I like I like the the songs that Abba did. I, I like them. I think it was great. I think they could have probably could have done something a bit different to it. But the one thing in my mind that I that I can commend it for is not having uh, a storyline that really mattered. It was just yeah. more pa- more about jamming in the songs and yeah. just these people are conveniently here together in this <laughs> kind of you know manner that will mean they need to sing this song. Exactly. Here we go. It, it was kind of like what can we do to lead into that song? Exactly. <laughs> And, and how can we go from that song to that song? Yeah. Seamlessly. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it was, it was, I believe it was actually written around the music. So mm. the music come first and yeah. they, they kind of put it into, yeah, yeah, yeah. into a coherent order, well, I would yeah. suppose. Yeah, coherent then, might be a strong word, but yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and then built, you know, a script around it. Which All I'm thinking about now is like a Pierce Brosnan and Russell Crowe sing-off. <laughs> I think that would just be... Riff off! I'm not going to lie, I think Russell Crowe would... Probably destroy Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. I mean, Russell Crowe, I, I think, seemed, seemed badder than... He does badder. have a band, yeah. He seemed worse than he was in Loomis because everyone else was so much better. I think, like, <laughs> he he wasn't terrible. He just wasn't as good as everyone else. So mm. it's he, he gets a bit of a, a a rough rough run from that film, I think. Yeah, definitely. Russell, Russell Crowe's band, 30-odd foot of grunts. Mm. It's a name. It is a name, but <laughs> no. apparently they stopped in 2005. Oh, such a shame. They didn't get their number one All no, I platinum know. record. Not in this country. I think they would. They literally just released in Australia, but he mm. would He would wipe the floor with, with Pierce Brosnan. But then I yeah. think Alec Baldwin could maybe give him a run for his money, you know? Mm. If you're in fr- or even interested Tom Cruise. in a little bit of trivia, Go. Um, you can see one of his bandmates in Robin Hood. He plays one of the Merry Men um, that's not Will Scarlet and not uh, Little John. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. He's awesome. the he's the guy with the lute, and obviously he plays guitar. Mm. Yeah. Well, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> we, we we have focused a lot on musical films, and we only have a couple. We only have ten minutes left, but I want to play this. I want to play this song from one okay. of my favourite TV shows, and it's the only musical that they ever did. And it, I, I love it. I was going to play a different song, but I'm I was I'm going for this one because it's brilliant. Let's face the facts about me and you A love unspecified Though I'm proud to call you chocolate bear The crowd will always talk and stare I feel exactly those feelings too And that's why I keep them inside Cause this bear can't bear the world's disdain And sometimes it's easier to hide And explain our guy love that's all it is, guy love, he's mine, I'm his There's nothing gay about it in our eyes You ask me about this thing we share And he tenderly replies It's guy love between two guys so yeah, nice little bit of guy love there from uh, from Scrubs. I did cut it a little bit short, so we can obviously we can have a little bit of a discussion. But I absolutely love uh, love the Scrubs musical, and yeah. it was only mm. half an hour, but it was. they managed to get so much in, and it was literally yeah. kind of like his his two lines, here's a song, here's yeah. another two lines, here's a mm. song, here's another yeah. two lines, here's a song and an ad break, yeah, and yep. then let's come back. But it, I think TV shows kind of get a raw deal when it comes to to musicals. I mean, you really? Had, they don't get they don't get publicised as much as say musical films, for instance. So when True. you think of um, you know the musical crossover 
Flash and yeah. um, Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that was one, really good, actually. It really was good really episode. good. Yeah. Really good. Uh, once Definitely Upon a Time had a musical. Yeah. You want to go did, back yeah. a bit? Buffy had a musical. Yes. yes. And that was Buffy really did. good. And that was actually yeah. voted the number one episode, episode yeah. Mm. Yeah. from Buffy as well. Which, uh, But again, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know because it's never really publicised. And they kind of get a raw deal when it comes to it. Because some of them actually really got like, The Buffy's one was brilliant. Yeah. Mm. The, you know, the songs were great. The... Well, it, ha- it has to be the right kind of show, doesn't it? Where you can give a reason for them to suddenly <laughs> burst into song, yeah. like like the, like the Scrubs, where the the lady's got a tumor on her brain and it's making her hear everyone yeah. in song. Everyone else is, you know, if they're not in the same room as her, they speak normally because they're not singing. And then the Flash, you know, has the music master or whatever it is. Um, and there's a singing yeah. demon, uh, well, like a, yeah. a demon that can yeah. make people sing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's so Buffy. many TV shows that have. That, that have musical interludes in it and I think it's it's great it kind of breaks it up a bit some of them can be really really, really cheesy and yeah. really awful but they do kind of get forgotten about and you know we've done the same mm-hmm. you know we kind of focus on, t- on, on movies instead of TV yeah. shows because that, that's a natural thing but I thought I would chuck that in there because oh just no. Glee. Well, Glee 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 yeah. was the big one yeah. yeah yeah obviously I I never watched Glee I'll be honest. I watched the first couple of series. seen episodes of it as it's been on TV, but not not watched it. I mean, you, you kind of. I it would be on TV. You'd watch the song and then flick so, like, forget yeah. something. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I watched the first couple of series. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, after after a while, it did get a bit samey. It was all the same stuff. It was just competition after competition that they were going in, and everyone had their own drama. But the songs, um, they did did fresh things. They did mix ups. Um, they picked out really good songs, and yeah, well, and I think without Glee, you probably wouldn't have Pitch Perfect films. Exactly, no, like, absolutely not. They yeah. even reference it in the original Pitch Perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. not, yeah, they do. It's not Glee. This is universe, uh, university, grown up. And stuff. did you see in, in Pitch? I don't know if you noticed in Pitch Perfect too. Um, who's who's the famous uh, choir like a cappella group? That, oh. um the Canadian ones. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that one America's Got Talent or something like that. Whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm Googling. Don't worry. Yeah, Google oh. it. I'm trying to remember. They're even on my iPod. The Pentatonics. 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 They're, they're actually in the film, like yes. at the stage at the as end. That's Team Canada. And I think that's quite a, quite a nice little comment. I, 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 I do think that. You and know, obviously, the Flash guy is in Glee. Well, he? yeah, but so is also so is, Melissa yeah, Benoit. Yeah, yeah. Supergirl, she's yeah, also in it. Which as is well. why they made the musical episode. Yeah. Like, because they can, they can both legitimately sing, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is brilliant. So. So yeah, right. Yeah. That brings us to the end of the show. <laughs> Nicely, it's an, another hour's absolutely flown by. Much um, less painless, uh, pain, painless than I thought. Yeah. So you hey, thought going to be? You, you love musicals. Yeah, like, you know way more about them than I do. It's a so. secret. <laughs> it's a secret. Yeah. You, <laughs> that I've now just shared with all the uh, listeners. You're, uh, you're a you're a closet musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Internet and also, and also all the podcasters as well yeah. that will mm. be listening as well, which is great. Um, so, yeah, so it just leads me to say thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you. Um, I won't be here next week. Uh, I am on, on my holly bobs. Yeah. But we will come back on the Monday that we come back, which will be the 14th. We will do Disney. Wicked. Great. We'll talk I will about be Disney. There. <laughs> so, excellent. So, I shall see you both. Or... Yeah. Don't forget to listen to the old episodes. They're really good. Yes. Yeah. Subscribe on iTunes, all the rest of it. Absolutely. On, see, you see, be you beat me to. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. But yes, subscribe <laughs> if you if you are listening to this and you haven't subscribed. Please do. Please listen to our other um, shows as well. They are 
just as good, if not better. Yeah. Um, when 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 you find that hour next next week, next Monday, when you're just like, what am I going to do now? Now the show's not on to listen absolutely. to it live. Listen, listen back. Listen to an old one. Or come down to Colossal Escape in Peterborough. Absolutely. £10 <laughs> a, a nice person. Plug. Nice, nice plug. plug. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nailed it. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we shall see you in two weeks. There is one more thing. It's been emotional. Film and TV show with Richard S. Only on Heroid Community Radio.